Coming up on a special edition of Harvard Chan This Week in Health, inside your microbiome. The main thing we know now that we didn't five years ago is it's complicated and it's been linked to many health conditions. What it is, why it matters, and how it could change the way we treat a range of diseases. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Harvard Chan This Week in Health. I'm Noah Levitt. This is the first episode in a two-part series that will take a closer look at the human microbiome, one of the fastest-growing areas of science and medical research. So what is your microbiome? Well, to start, it's big. We're talking an ecosystem of trillions of microbes living inside us, bacteria, viruses, and fungi. The human microbiome is the collection of microorganisms that we carry in and on us, um, even in health. So sometimes including pathogens when we're sick, but normally including a collection of mostly bacteria and then other microbes like viruses or fungi that we carry mainly in our gut, uh, but then also in our mouth and on our skin and just about every place else you can imagine. That's Curtis Huttenhauer of the Harvard Chan School. I'm an associate professor in the biostatistics department doing computational biology and bioinformatics. He studies the microbiome and is one of the scientists working on the Human Microbiome Project, which is an attempt to develop the first comprehensive map of what a healthy microbiome looks like. Some of the work that we've done is in building new methods and new tools to study the microbiome um, using different sort of modern biological data types. And then some of the work that we've done is in applied public health, looking at populations and how their microbiome changes during health or how it relates to typically chronic or immune-related disease, such as inflammatory bowel disease. At the core of this microbiome work is the idea that our bodies have both good and bad bacteria. Hadenauer says these good bacteria are critical to regulating our bodies and helping us lead healthy lives. Something that, that we've been working with recently and, and many groups have uh, is the way in which our microbial communities are built up early in life. There's some good evidence now that the first few years of your life are very special in terms of acquiring, quote, the right microbes and training your immune system to recognize them and permit them to colonize successfully while keeping the bad guys out. So in, in some ways, it looks like the first few years of life both give your body an opportunity to acquire and, and garden the right combination of microbes while building up an immune system that for the rest of your life will recognize them, allow them to, to remain in and on you, and also recognize who the bad guys are that, that should be kept out. So if scientists can understand how our microbiome works to keep us healthy, then it could also help them understand ways to treat certain diseases. But Hattenhauer stresses that this is not easy. The main thing we know now that we didn't five years ago is it's complicated. <laughs> that there, the last five to ten years have seen a lot of work in the microbiome, and it's been linked to many health conditions now, mainly in this sort of autoimmune or inflammatory space. And much like, say, uh, cancer research over the past several decades, what we've learned is that the, the mechanisms are complicated, that there's a need to zoom in on the specific ways in which the microbiome, say, perturbs your immune system in uh, inflammatory bowel disease or cancer or rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and we're slowly inching towards better diagnostics based on what our bugs look like or better therapeutics based on how we, we should change those bugs. 
Um, but it, it's become a, a complex and long road in the same way that, that cancer molecular therapies did over, over several years. The Human Genome Project helped pave the way for more targeted cancer treatments. And Hattenhauer says human microbiome research may have a similar payoff. What we'd like to get to in the microbiome is that same level of very detailed understanding. If something has gone wrong with your microbiome in a very specific way, we'd like to be able to target maybe a drug, but maybe, say, a, a probiotic or an organism that would fix that specific problem. But the second phase of the Human Microbiome Project is ongoing now with a focus on personalization in disease. So given that we understand the bounds of healthy microbial communities and populations, what will that allow us to say about specific individuals' microbial trajectories during different diseases? And there have already been some advances. Take the case of Clostridium difficile, also called C. diff, which is a painful and sometimes deadly infection in the intestine that is most common in the elderly. Research has shown that transplanting fecal specimens from healthy individuals can cure C. diff infections. But Huttenhauer cautions that breakthroughs like this are the exception and not the rule. I think in some ways right now the, uh, the hype cycle has made, made people perhaps too aware of the potential <laughs> and not enough of the complexity. Again, very much like the, the Human Genome Project, in as much as there's been tremendous progress since the early 2000s and, and the Genome Project. And there are areas that we understand now and areas that we, that we haven't solved all the problems yet. And the microbiome will be the same way, that we have a, a great foundation now. There's, there's a great deal of progress being made. There, there will be areas like Clostridium difficile infection that have become very treatable as a result. But there will be other areas like inflammatory bowel disease, say, that look a little more complicated. And Hattenhauer says that to put all these pieces together will take plenty of collaboration from biologists to immunologists to epidemiologists. You need to understand a combination of microbiology and computational biology and immunology and epidemiology to put the pieces together. So it's been great working with collaborators in those areas. Um, and I, I look forward to understanding more about the basic biological mechanisms that we can then act on to really improve public health, chronic disease by way of the microbiome. And this is something we'll continue to explore here. In an upcoming episode, we'll talk with Wendy Garrett of the Harvard Chan School and learn why unlocking the secrets of the microbiome could teach us some important lessons about cancer. That's all for this special edition of Harvard Chan This Week in Health. I'm Noah Levitt. And you can listen to this podcast anytime by visiting our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash harvardpublichealth, or visit hsph.me slash thisweekinhealth to learn how you can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher.